0: Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. Boom. Step 20.
1: Rock and it's going to Yeah! Boom! TSS Fantasy! Boom! Yeah! TSS Fantasy! Boom! And you just got planned it.
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is
1: Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. And you just got planned
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Yeah, I can't help but not have that usual excitement, you know, it's like going into the weekend, like, like your favorite character on a show that you're watching just died, and you're just like, ugh, you gotta go on and talk about the rest of the show, and ugh. All right, well, let's get the introduction started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera.
1: Yeah, I know exactly how you feel. That happened to me about a couple weeks ago. And now, uh, <laughs> same <laughs> position, same everything, same character. Just, just, oh, God. Whoa. Oh, but, anyways, it's TSS fantasy time. And it's our Friday focus up, everybody. We are going to get you ready for the week. And, you know, when you're prepping you're obviously thinking tss fantasy so go on to TSSFantasy.com, check out our rankings browse through everybody's rankings mine's up to date for once and uh i know nick and commissioner on their games so i'm just trying to catch up with them but while you're there you know take a look at our merchandise we've got a cool little emblem there you know you like it i mean it's a freaking night come on bro that's badass but also, why don't you do yourself a favor? Hit that subscribe button on YouTube right now. Enter yourself in the contest for a CJ2K. That's right, Chris Johnson, one of the fastest man on the planet. Go enter yourself in that tournament for it. We're gonna give it away soon. But you gotta get in and you gotta press that subscribe button to get in. So go do that right now. Subscribe, everybody. Do it.
2: Hit do the it. subscribe button. Do it. Do it. I mean, like I said, <laughs> just that easy. Also, as Justin mentioned, we got some merchandise on there, too. So make sure you guys follow everything on that TSSFantasy.com. It's really, really cool stuff. Also, don't forget Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. How crazy is that? Going to have lots of great contests going on. God, I just feel so sad. It's so hard to rule. It's like she's she's... She gone. She gone. All right, I'm sorry. Let me get this going. We're the why do we do all this crazy stuff, Justin?
1: Do we have to have an intervention mid show here? We do it because we can, but we also do it because we need to help out to it. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's because we're the fantasy show of the people. (laughs) The fantasy show of the people, indeed. All right, let's pull this Band-Aid
2: off and let's start with some news. (laughs) All right, obviously, let's pull the Band-Aid off. Start right with last night. That's the biggest news of the day where the Miami Dolphins, America's team, unfortunately we're defeated by the Bengals. it was a tough um you know call for them to go into a short uh, week to this thursday night game um, but you know the obvious of you know the injury to Tua, very scary to see his reaction you know i've mentioned before i am a therapist i'm also a certified brain injury specialist as well so that's the first thing i'm looking at you know oh his reaction the neuro- neurological re- reaction excuse me to the to uh to the injury to him falling slamming his head down it was very scary it was the first thing i noticed um right away you know obviously with that shot and then they kept going back over and over it um so yeah very scary indeed but again clear to go home and went uh went home with the team thankfully so you know our thoughts obviously with tua hopefully he can recover soon um in the game he was looking decent. I mean, it was an okay game for him. He was at, at that point. He had 110. Um, he did throw for he did throw a pick, however. Um, Teddy Bridgewater uh, filled in for him pretty nicely as well. 193, one touchdown, and he threw the pick as well. Raheem Mostert got most of the carries. We talked about this in the offseason, and it's coming to fruition now. It's going to be this up and down, whoever's the hot guy. This week, it was Raheem Mostert. We saw Chase Edmonds a couple weeks ago, and now it's Raheem Mostert's time. Um just going to be up and down like that. Tyreek Hill had a decent um, game, 10 receptions, 160 yards. Jalen Waddle was a little hobbled. So uh, Trent Sherfield uh, actually was somebody who stepped up big last night with four receptions, 55 yards on that side. Joe Burrow had a great, um, or a decent night, 287, two TDs. Um, and Joe Mixon, 61 yards he got in the end zone as well. T. Higgins was the guy in the air. Seven receptions, 124 yards and a TD. Jamar Chase, four receptions, 81 yards, um, one of which was thrown by Tyler Borg. That was pretty cool. All right, Justin, what say you, my friend? Um, You know, I don't know what else really to say about this matchup. We're going to be talking about the, you know, obviously the Tua injury. I didn't watch any... Of the talking heads today, I didn't even want to hear it. Obviously, that's going to be the talking point of, you know, should he have even been in this ball ballgame? Um, you know, obviously going forward, that's going to be, you know, obviously taking a look at a lot. Um, so what are your thoughts on the matchup and what went on uh, during this game?
1: So I've seen some pretty scary scenes, right? Like You saw Alex Smith break his leg, the Joe Theismann injury. You saw Dak Prescott pretty much have his entire ankle separated from his foot. It was a nasty-ass injury. These past two weeks with Tua, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I've never seen it be that freaking like where I'm like, oh, my God, you don't have to be a doctor to know you need him off the field. Like, when you looking like you just came out of a fight, like, that's what happens when fighters get knocked out. They get all wobbly-legged and stuff. And they're trying to associate. So that that's the perfect segue for you. They're trying to associate with a back injury. That's not what a back does. That, well, a back doesn't.
2: Well, that no, that's you. well, that's now that's not necessarily true. That's um, and uh, so so what they were saying, if that's happened, is accurate. Like he could have certainly had a back injury, and it could have given out on him, you know, and made him um fall. However, the what what doesn't make their case um I guess very good is because right, if you watch like three seconds, four seconds prior, all he's doing is this. Touching he's not he's, he's not doing this. So if he's doing this and then goes down, then we're all, then we're all like, I'm buying it. But when you're doing this and then you run and then you, that, I'm, I, I'm not buying it. So that's kind of like what, what I seen when I, when I, as a, you know, clinician, that's what I, I looked at
1: so so the what you're saying is along the spinal cord there there could have been a back injury that would have made his legs go wobbly,
2: yeah, definitely you could do you could have because anything could impinge on one of your nerves like anything and just made you just fucking anything that's happened even Mary Jane brought it up, she's had an injury to her hip, and that happened to her a few times actually before, where she just basically collapsed um so yeah, it's totally possible um again, but the again, what doesn't make their case though is him right there prior. There was no uh, touching of his back; it was all on his head. That's what he was yeah. doing the whole time, shaking it off. You know what I mean? So that that's what makes that case like kind of cloudy to me. It's like, okay, well, you know, he was not look like he was hurt on his back when
1: he went down. Yeah. Plus, now we've seen his head smack the ground directly twice now. Right. And both hits was just. And then I'm telling you, last night, and I'll, I'll get to the actual game, but last night, seeing him cringe up like this and like totally like in that static moment where you just couldn't move. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, did they right. mess him up? Did right. they mess him up to a point where it's going to be, you know, permanent damage down the line in his life. And right. so I feel for Tua uh, prayers out to you, my buddy, you know, get better. Um, And I really hope the Miami dolphins look at this and go, Hey, we can't actually let this guy go on that because that's the first one shouldn't have happened, but it's understandable. If somebody lets it go, if the doctors say he's fine to go, you know, you can't really do anything about that. You're trying to go out there and win a ball game. This is just, this is evidence you should not. You should totally, if doctor says he's okay, no, he's not. Get a second opinion. Sorry, I know that hurts you. I hurt. That hurts because you're trying to win a Super Bowl. But you got to go out there and get a second opinion on that one. Anyways, just tired tired of being a doctor because I'm nowhere near a doctor. I'm not even going to try and play a doctor on TV. Anyways, this game, I like the Bengals had a really good offensive line plan going into it. Only allowed one sack. That was their best of the entire seasoning. We all forget that there's four new offensive linemen on this squad. So, obviously, it takes a little bit of time to gel. I think that they're finally kicking it in. Um, Joe Burrow. He looked pretty on point, some points of the game, and some he didn't. Uh, Joe Mixon, they got him going again, which is going to be crucial to them down um, going towards possibly winning another Super Bowl or being able to be in another Super Bowl. You have to get the run game going. If the Bills have taught us anything, you can have a great arm quarterback, but if you don't have a run game, you don't have a balance, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, and then Dolphins, I, I don't like. I don't dislike Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's not going to offer you the upside that Tua does, but he's still got the weapons that Tua did. And he still was able to connect with Tyree kill downfield. So I think that they're not in the worst possible spot. I mean, it's not like you guys got like freaking Nick Mullins back there or something. You know, you've got a competent quarterback who's been a starter in the past. Um, I think Tua just needs to get well. And I think that Bridgewater can at least guide you guys like Brissett's done with the Browns. <laughs> gotcha. Jesus.
2: I couldn't hear anything you're saying over your pen.
1: All right. Um,
2: I will say, though, the lucky you're right about Teddy Bridgewater. He did look pretty decent when he went out there. And right now the schedule we have the Jets coming up, we got the Steelers. We do have the Vikings, but it's, you know, it's not a crazy schedule. So maybe Teddy can get us one or two of those, and then maybe two is back in a month, hopefully, um ready to rumble. So again. Hopefully everything works out that way. All right. The rest of the so-called injuries. We'll talk about this on Sunday morning with Brian. He will uh, on Sunday morning, he'll go over the, I guess I lost Justin there. He's going to go over all of the injuries on Sunday morning. So we want to check that out. Christian McCaffrey. He was actually in, he was questionable, but limited in practice. Um, Dalvin cook. He was a full participant in practice. So I guess apparently his harness is ready to rumble and he's good to go. Cordell Patterson, he is, well, he was questionable. It came up late, but it looks like he is also ready to go as well. Um, Jameis Winston in that game, he is not, looks like he's not going to play. It was doubtful. And I guess um, I haven't heard him out yet, but I, last I heard he was doubtful. Um, I don't know, Justin, if you've heard anything, but it doesn't look like he's going to play either way. Um, Andy Dalton looks like he's going <laughs> to, the QB1 um you know as he tweeted before so here he goes and also don't forget taysom hill we keep naming him every week like oh taysom hill taysom hill this might be the week if you can put him in as your tight end he might pay off for you at the quarterback so who knows um uh josh or excuse me we got david njoku um also did not practice but looks like he is uh, training to play gabriel davis um he's was limited but also was at practice Um, But, you know, again, something to watch out, at least towards Sunday. Watch out for us on Sunday. Like I said, Brian will be on talking about some of these players, see where they're at. David Montgomery is ruled out. So if you won the Khalil Herbert waiver wire war, congratulations to you there. Ahmad St. Brown is out. So you can look for Josh Reynolds to possibly step up in carries. Um, We talked about Craig Reynolds as well. Um, picking up maybe if Jamal um, Williams, they don't want to run him into the ground if Swift's going to be out a little bit. So, yeah, pretty much we'll again run over all that on Sunday. And we'll check out what Brian has to say on some of those players and get some updates on that. All right, let's start our weekly breakdown. Breakdown! All right, so first on the weekly breakdown, we got Vikings at Saints. So uh, Viking on the Vikings side, the they are 18th against fantasy quarterbacks, 29th versus running backs, 19th versus receivers, and 21st versus a tight end. On the Saints side, 9th versus quarterbacks, 7th versus fantasy running backs, 7th versus fantasy receivers, and 3rd versus a tight end. Give me some guys you like and
1: don't like in the matchup, Justin. Uh, Alvin Kamara. I think that with Andy Dalton back there, you got a veteran presence. Not that Jameis isn't the veteran, but he's somebody who we all know likes to be Jameis. He likes to throw it downfield, likes to, you know, just be the ultimate Brett Favre gunslinger, throw it for a touchdown or throw it for an interception type of guy. Andy Dalton has a a much more conservative approach, which means I think we're going to finally see Alvin Kamara get more involved in the receiving game. So I'm looking for a bigger game from him this week. Uh, Chris Olave is going to be a real boomer bust candidate this week. Cause with Michael Thomas out, Jameis Winston out um, I don't expect him to be getting uh, all the air yards he's been getting with Jameis. And I do expect him to be getting double teamed. So there's something to really be into this Olave thing. I think he's a really good wide receiver. Uh, if I'm playing him this week, I'm not playing him as a wide receiver one, more as like a wide receiver three flex area because I don't I just don't want to put the you know the pressure of my whole team on him at this point. Like he needs if he goes out there and he proves it this game, then you know, he made a fool out of me. I'll take the L on it. But you know, I think he's going to have maybe a a more of a pedestrian, mediocre type of day, knowing that you know the head honcho Thomas isn't there, and that the guy who's been like, you know, throwing him three to four hundred air yards isn't going to be there. Um, On the other side, uh, suit them all up, Uh, Dalvin Cook. He's got the mechanism. Uh, the fantasy footballers were making fun of it he's gonna have like the Terminator arm where he's just gonna be it's gonna be illegal for him to do the stiff
0: arm
1: we all know that's not true but it is kind of funny (laughs) he had it last year and he had like these amazing games with it so maybe the harness maybe there's something to the harness man maybe everybody needs to start putting the harness on (laughs)
0: Um,
1: separate your shoulder uh, (laughs) exactly just separate your shoulder yeah But um, for everybody else in this game, I like Kirk Cousins. I don't like him as like a a huge upside play, but I think he's gonna he's gonna be the guy who's been the entire season. He's gonna give you twenty points, and you're gonna love it because you you went late at quarterback. Um, For Justin Jefferson, this is a big game. I mean, (laughs) we got to figure this out soon. (laughs) We (laughs) got to talk. You got to talk, man. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna fool me three times. <laughs> shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool doesn't get fooled the third time. Um, but you know we got to figure something out with you know, Justin Jefferson. He's got another good cornerback matchup against Marcus Lattimore. So what's gonna happen? And then we also got uh, on the other side, we got Adam Thielen who came alive last week and KJ Osborne. Now I'm I'm going with Adam Thielen as maybe a flex. And then, you know, KJ Osborne, I don't know if I can treat him as a flex yet. Like it was a nice game last week, but who's to say it's not going to go back to being a goose egg this week.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtowns Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver, find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtowns Healthcare 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or Downtown.
2: Yeah, um and by the way, Mike, yes, it is Cooper Island. I had to get out of the stuffy garage today. It was like too much. Last night was just too much for me. I had to get some fresh air, so. Um, Yeah, this game is interesting to me. The Saints' defense really is tough, so, you know, it's tough for me to be all in on this Vikings' offense. But, you know, being that they're going to be hurting with their offense, there's probably going to put themselves in some bad situation. So um, I think like you said, it is, you, you have to be all in on this offense anyway. Um, But you're right. Big game for Justin Jefferson. After that huge first game, everyone was like, Oh, I told you Cooper cup. And you know, it's the new offense and you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back to reality. All right. So we'll see if he has at least an average, um, Fantasy Day, at least that at least win the day. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, Bills at Ravens. So the Bills are number one, numero uno, against fantasy QBs, facing the number one fantasy QB. This is going to be fun. Running backs, they are number four. Receivers, they're number eight. Tight ends, they are number four. The Ravens on the other side, they are dead last against fantasy QBs. Um, I wonder dead, why. Dead, dead last or dead last against fantasy receivers, 27th versus running backs and 20th versus tight ends. Who do you like in this one?
1: So that Raven secondary sucks. They are terrible. Um, to a point where they made the Patriots look exciting last week right? I mean, Devontae Parker, like you said, Devontae Parker has one good game. Guess who it is against? The Baltimore Ravens.
0: <laughs>
1: so am I playing Stephon Diggs? Yes. Am I playing Gabriel Davis? Yes. Am I playing Dawson Knox? Maybe. Um, <laughs> But uh, one play that I'm going to give you, Isaiah McKenzie. He balled out last week with Gabriel Davis kind of, you know, playing a decoy, kind of running and limping at the same time over there. He had 20 points last week. I like it. I think that everybody's been wanting to see who's the slot receiver. Here, their Emmer Crowder. I don't know if it's a definitive answer, but if they start to give Isaiah McKenzie more target share – I think that we're going to see a new slot receiver emerge, maybe the next Cole Beasley. Mm. And he's pretty good for fantasy. <clears throat> Devin Singletary. Man, I don't know what to make of this guy. He he comes out one week and he's a running guy, the next week he's a receiving guy. I mean, I think last week he was what nine receptions for 92 yards. He went he went crazy on the receiving end. You know what he did carrying wise? 9 for 13. That's not sustainable for me, Coop. If I want to get him on my team, it's like that's my second flex. And it's because I don't have another good wide receiver. So I'm gonna let Devin Singletary play it out on my bench. Um, I got a question for you. Sure. Josh or Lamar Jackson. Like, imagine oh, you had that question. It's in it's, your lineup. To me,
2: to me, that's easy because it's Josh Allen all day, and it's you know, it's the same reason I like them in the matchup, it's because their defense is so much better than this Ravens defense. like So, of course, I think that's an easy one um, as far as these two guys and this matchup's concerned. Not to say that the Bills defense is going to dominate Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to get his, but it's not going to be the Lamar Jackson we're, we're used to seeing um, as far as fantasy production-wise. And I think Josh Allen, though, you'll definitely see him eat um, for sure in this ballgame. So in this ballgame in particular, it's definitely for me, Josh Allen.
1: See, I think it's a little bit closer. And it's because of all the injuries they sustained in that Miami game. Like, think about it. They went out there missing four guys in the secondary to begin with. Then I think they lost um, their starting right tackle. I think it was right tackle, Tommy Doyle. And then they had a couple of other injuries on the line. Now, I haven't kept up with. All oh, the other ones, I know that the the tackle, he was a season ending injury. So when I look at this, I'm like, all right, so this is kind of you know, the Bills are getting the field evened on them. Micah Hyde's out, this tackle's out. We don't know when Jordan Poyer's coming back. You know, um, what's the other the corner Brenton Ford? I, I haven't kept up on when he's coming back. But you know, on the other side, you got to guard Mark Andrews, you got to guard Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay's looked good for his limited touches. This is one of those games where I could see it being, as you would call it, a fantasy bonanza game where we could have, you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen putting up top five performances easily in this game. And maybe even some, you know, Rashad Bateman in the top 12 of wide receivers. So this is a game I want every little piece of it. If I'm, you know, even down to Devin DuVernay and maybe a, a, or a second flex spot because what has Devin Duvernay done for these past three games score each game he scored whether it's kick returning whether it's catching it in the end zone he has scored
2: still like this Bill's defense no matter injury scheme wise it's way better than this Ravens D so I again I think that's still, Josh, I think that's still a Josh Allen one easy let's go on to the Bears at Giants so if Nick was here he'd call it interestingly boring game for sure, and that's funny because it was mentioned. You talked about the fantasy footballers; they brought it up. Um, these are one of these teams are going to be three and one after next next year, or next week. How crazy is that? So, Bears on defense, they are eighth versus fantasy QBs, twentieth versus running backs, nine versus receivers, twelfth versus tight ends, and on the Giants side, they are thirteen versus the quarterback, uh, nineteen versus running back, fourth versus receivers and 13th versus tight ends. Talk about some guys you like and don't like
1: in here. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Khalil Herbert and the rest of them could go piss off a rope or piss (laughs) up a rope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's as simple as that, Coop. I I mean, I don't know if you like taking chances with bad teams, but I think I've seen enough of Justin Fields. I know I've seen enough of Danny Dimes. And this – you know, Wide receiving core for the Giants, taking a lot of hits. I mean, Kadarius Toney's still not 100%. Wandale Robinson's still not 100%. Sterling Shepard's out for the year. They've got Richie James, who was the four-string wide receiver on the 49ers two years ago. I I have no faith in that one. I mean, Richie James could be a DFS play, but I'm not, I am not putting him in my lineup. I am not getting cute with that. On the other side... Nobody has seemed to been even showing up to the games. I mean, I don't think the Bears even, like, show up. They don't get off the bus. They maybe have a little too much of that good old-fashioned room service and then just stay in the room and play video games. I don't know what's going on there. When your best performance of the year has been Cole Kmet going two for 40, I mean – yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> and they haven't been—they haven't been playing like the world beaters. You know what I mean? They played the Texans last week. Like, what's going on with passing that offense? Game,
2: passing game definitely has a lot to be desired, for sure.
1: A thousand percent.
2: The running—the Giants, though. By the way, again, nineteenth versus fancy running back. So you mentioned Khalil Herbert; he could be that diamond in the rough, as you mentioned on this on this Chicago Bears offense with no david montgomery so watch out for him if you want him in the waiver wire war brought browns at falcons another interestingly boring game um again how about the browns they are 21st versus uh fantasy qbs 12th versus running backs 23rd versus receivers 10th versus tight ends on um, the Falcons side, they're 23rd versus fantasy QBs, six versus running backs, 29th versus receivers, and 31st versus tight ends. So give me some guys you like and don't like in this matchup.
1: I don't know whether it's the fact that this team is named after a color or that their mascot is an elf, but this team is just the wildest, most yeah. uninteresting team Because they're in high-scoring affairs, right? They're doing really well on the year, but like you said, like nobody really cares about them. It's like the most, it's the the most interesting uninteresting team because it's like everybody's uh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he had a good game. Didn't even notice. You know, you 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 start your must starts, right? Nick Chubb. You start Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper seems to have absolutely rejuvenated his career, so you start him. Um, I got a question for you. Are you okay with starting David Njoku after his 9 for 89 last week and a touchdown?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Matt. You know, I'm not a guy who's big on David Njoku, to be honest with you, but if the Falcons are 31st versus fantasy tight end, so it's definitely a juicy, juicy play. Um, so if I have him, I'm definitely starting him this week without a problem.
1: Right, right. You, you would hope, right? But then, you know, Joku's the type of guy who go out there and have a goose that's egg worth- against one of the worst teams. <laughs> that's
2: all the, unfortunately, unless you got those big tight ends, that's all of them, though. You run that risk every every week that they're going to get you 40 yards, and that's
1: about it. Exactly. Um, on the Falcons' side, I, so Miles Garrett is questionable after his car accident, right? um so that's obviously a huge factor in because this defense has already not been getting to the quarterback enough and you know you lose your biggest weapon and you know you'd be almost dead in the water as far as the defense goes and you're not to mention you're playing a running quarterback you know you're playing a dual threat guy in mariota so i'm gonna say mariota is startable in super flex leagues i would not make him you know a top 12 priority quarterback in this matchup but he's definitely somebody if you have two quarterback spots go ahead slot him in um CPAT as a little foreshadowing I do not like CPAT this week I think that this run defense is a little bit better than we think it is um I think I just – I don't know. I mean, he's been missing practice all week long too, so it doesn't really line up for him to have that great of a day in my opinion. I mean, you can't miss practice then go face one of the hardest-hitting teams. Um, And then for the wide receivers, play Drake London. Play Kyle Pitts. Don't, Don't play around. Kyle Pitts showed you last week. He's still the Kyle Pitts that he needs to be. He can still be a top five tight end. Go play him. Drake London, no joke. I took the L on this one. I've been saying it. He is the best. He's probably the best wide receiver rookie wise in this class right now. I mean, he's been showing out every single week consistently. Just when you're consistently showing out like six receptions and 70 yards, you're doing a good job. Um and you draft them as like a wide receiver three. So keep them there. I think they're playable. Like I said, I wouldn't play CPAT. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't play any of the quarterbacks unless it's super flex. And then, um, you know, I, I'm i shaky on Njoku. I probably would play him knowing that it is the 31st uh, against the tight end, though. All right,
2: so Jags at Eagles. We got Jags there against the fancy QBs, 14th. They're 16th versus the running back. 21st versus the receiver, 6th versus the tight end. This was our big game Wednesday game, so we already kind of delved into this already, but uh, Eagles-wise – there are seven versus fantasy QBs, twenty-first versus running backs, fifteenth versus receivers, and sixteenth versus the tight end. Just give me some guys you like and don't like here, sir.
1: Uh, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, um, I don't like Trevor Lawrence in this matchup. I think they're going to take away his best weapon in Christian Kirk, and I think he's going to have to force the ball elsewhere. As far as the running backs go. Um, until Miles Sanders can really show me that he's going to get more consistent touchdowns, I'm going to sit him. Um, if you don't have the options, obviously don't sit him. He's just a borderline guy for me at this point. Uh, James Robinson, play him all day long. James Robinson just knows how to play football. It, there is no rhyme or reason to it. He just knows how to play football, and he plays it really well. Those are the type of guys that are going to get you a touchdown, even if they only get you 50 yards and still make the day good. Um So, yeah, start him. I do like Evan Ingram. I think of all the options that Trevor Lawrence can target. I think Ingram is one of the guys that might have a better matchup going against the linebackers rather than the safeties or rather than the corners. Um, Then Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown should eat just fine in this game. If you have to pick one, I would say it's probably going to swing back to A.J. Brown as the alpha in this one, and then Devonta Smith, probably picking up whatever slack is left. Uh, tight end, like Goddard in this game. Uh, don't like Christian Kirk in this game. I think that he's going up against three primetime uh, cornerbacks and Gardner, Johnson, Slay, and Bradbury. I think he's going to have some troubles um, with all three of those guys, whoever ends up being on him any given play. Uh, Zay Jones, kind of the same. Zay Jones kind of goes in and out. I mean, he could have a really good day receptions-wise, yards-wise, and still not get the touchdown. Until he gets that consistently down, he's a low-end flex for me. And then Marvin Jones, yeah, I'm just not trying that. He has to get a deep ball or a touchdown for me to want to play him. So that's a DFS play for me at best
2: all right let's go on to the chargers at the texans the chargers i mean this is a surprise from last week um they're cu- against the quarterback they're 19th against running backs 26th against receivers 27th and against tight ends 15th that was a lot of money they spent on this defense for it to be not not showing up right now again now how about this texans defense Against fantasy QBs, how about their number five? How about that? They're against the running backs. Their 30th receivers are 10th and tight end 11th. How about those Texans? All right. Who do you like and don't like here?
1: Well, I, I agree. The Texans are a surprise there. But when you play uh, Justin Fields and this new age Russell Wilson that we're seeing, you're like, oh, okay, maybe maybe they just ran into a couple of soft marshmallows at this point. Um, I think that the Texans this is a get right game for Herbert. You were talking about it, right? Herbert needs to get going on this one because he's going to need to lead his team out of this hole that they're in. Like you said, their defense they spent a lot of money to be still one of the worst run defenses in the game. You're just like, wow, like what are we doing here? You went out and got Khalil Herbert, JC Jackson, all these guys to kind of fortify this one weakness you had, and you still it's still weak, it's still soft uh damion pierce i think he's gonna have a big game on this one um had a big game last week had also had a couple fumbles so obviously they're gonna want to maybe hopefully don't punish him but you know if he gets on the field i think he can take advantage of the touches he's given um obviously justin herbert you start him regardless of the injury uh don't start davis mills i just yeah just don't start him just don't do that to yourself Austin Eckler, you hope this is a get-right game for him. He's been needing to get right for the entire season. Um, maybe they finally, you know, get him going, dump him off a couple passes, get him in the end zone. Keenan Allen, is he all right? Is he okay? Like that hammy seems to be taking a lot longer to get back than he has. I mean, in the past, I mean, this is, what, almost going on three weeks and he might not be playing this this game.
2: From what I heard he's be playing, but those hamstrings are they're a little tricky and I have had them before and you know it depends on you know how 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 bad he injured it the first time and how aggressive that he's been trying to get back to us. They are a little tricky to come back from. Mike's got all faith though in the Chargers, he says. So the
1: <laughs> Chargers D will bounce back. Well, I hope so, Mike, because I got him in a couple of leagues and I'm just about ready to drop them. Um and Mike Williams, uh, I like him in this game. He's kind of bordering in that wide receiver two flex position as far as unreliability at this point. So, you know, I hope I'm going to play him, but I'm going to hope that he kind of bounces back into that wide receiver one category. Uh, on the other side, Brandon Cooks. This is a guy we've been talking about. We've been talking him up on the show. What's up with him? He had one good week, week one, and then just has not shown up. Um, I mean, I can't explain it other than maybe it's just too much attention going to him because they don't care about any of the other weapons on the team. Uh, He's still going against J.C. Jackson. He's still going against a solid secondary. Unless it's mad garbage time, which it could be, probably only putting him about wide receiver two, flex area for this one as well.
2: All righty. Well, lots of good info on lots of good games there. Now let's go into our starts of the week. <laughs>
1: <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all
2: good. Oh my goodness! All right, my friend, my bad. All right, let's get into our starts of the week.
1: <laughs> At this point, we need a good laugh on the show. <laughs> this, this thing. Uh, um, I hope Nick's enjoying his vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Jared Jared Goff is my quarterback start of the week. Now, Jared, I had you have Mitch Trubisky. That's what I got you down for. Well, see, you didn't look back at the text because oh, I actually changed, changed it. You j- changed it. Right. I, I usually don't allow
2: changes. This is why. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you also made me do this on, like, Tuesday, so I didn't get to see the practice reports <laughs> and all the people are going to be out. Um, Amon Ross, A. Brown's out. DJ Chark is up in the air. DeAndre Swift is out. Uh, this kind much. of of look like <laughs> shit later on. <laughs> uh, if, if I didn't have less faith in Trubisky, I would have just kept that. <laughs> <laughs> just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I still think Goff has a good day. I mean, we're playing Seattle. They're playing Seattle at this point. Seattle's been giving up points like crazy. I mean, they just gave up a big day to Marcus Mariota for God's sake. And. Jared Goff has looked much better than Marcus Mariota this year. I think he gets it right with T.J. Hawkinson this week. Um, what did the footballers say? They were, they were shining up a turd with T.J. Hawkinson. <laughs> so I think that they shine up that turd real good this week. Um, and then, you know, you still got D.J. Chark on the outside. He's good for a big play. And then Josh Reynolds is a guy I said on the waiver wire. It's looking like a good pickup right now. Because guess what? He's going to be getting all that volume. He's been getting eight receptions whenever Amon Ross St. Brown is out. So look for him to have more volume in this game. Damian Pierce already talked about it. He's my running back start of the week. Deontay Johnson is my wide receiver start of the week. I think the Steelers can bounce. Well, I think the Steelers can bounce their offense back in this Jets game, this awful Jets team that we're playing here. And then, um, let's see. We got the Packers defense and then, sorry, I lost my My starts. Oh, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Dallas Goddard's my tight end. So there you go, Mish. Love it.
2: Absolutely love it. Great job, sir. Great job. All right. (laughs) On the (laughs) the commission starts. You don't got to lie to me. on the rough, on the, excuse me, commission starts of the week, Russell Wilson uh, versus Las Vegas. Um, Again, Las Vegas, they are 29 versus fantasy QB. So I like that matchup a lot. James Robinson at Philadelphia. I like this matchup. We were talking about the weather um, actually affecting this game a little bit. Like him to um, that running game to kind of take things over a bit. So I like him in this matchup. Michael Pittman versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, Titans, not so shabby against fantasy uh, receivers, and I like them to keep bouncing back a little bit in the passing game. So I like him as well. Dalton Schultz, if he plays, got to keep watching that. But Washington, not so good against um, tight ends, 18th, actually. So I like that. And Steelers defense, like them as a start against this putrid Jets offense. I know you got something to say about that later. Um, so we'll bring that up. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, real quick, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the rest of the week.
0: Hayden,
1: we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game,
2: yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades,
1: every single week it grinds on me so we at underdog fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there it's called best ball and we
2: set your optimal lineup for you each and every week you can do it all year long we have drafts going all the way from february to week one of the nfl season what are you waiting for Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog
0: Fantasy. See you put them up, up. reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog.
2: I had to fly through my starts before my computer died and hit that commercial so I could get it plugged in. But we're good to go now. Let's finish it on. The Jets at the Steelers. This will be fun. The QBs, excuse me, Jets against Fantasy QBs, they're 18th. Against Fantasy running backs are 22nd. Against the receivers are 22nd. And against tight ends, they are 14th. On the Steelers side, they're 17th versus Fantasy QBs. 24th versus running backs. 25th versus receivers, and 17th versus tight end. So give me some guys you like and don't like in the matchup.
1: Deontay Johnson, obviously. He's Mr. Consistent. He'll always put you up about 13 to 15 points, if not a little bit more with a touchdown like him this week. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I like him as maybe a super flex guy. He's the bare minimum of super flex. On the other side, I don't like Zach Wilson this week. I don't think that you should start him. It's. I mean, it's more or less that I'm indifferent about how I feel about him. I'm like, you know what? I, I had a real strong connection with thinking he was going to be a QB12 this year, but I still got to look at what he's going to bring to the table when his first start. The Jets' offense ran pretty well with Joe Flacco, but that was also with like 50 passes a game. Um, Brees Hall, he's been pretty productive. I think we could see a possible breakout game. People have been calling for it in this one, and then uh, on the other side, start Archie Harris and how wouldn't I wouldn't start Claypool or Pickens, uh, but I would start Fryermouth and on the Jets, start Conklin for sure. Um, but yeah, as far as the receivers go for the Jets, I would start maybe just Garrett Wilson and see how the connection works with Elijah Moore.
2: All right, so let's go to Seahawks at Lions. The Seahawks against fantasy QBs, they're 16th. <clears throat> the against running backs are 23rd. Against fantasy receivers, they're number five. Wow, about that. 24th versus the tight end, the Lions. They are 30th versus fantasy QBs. They are dead last against fantasy running backs. 26th versus the receivers and 23rd versus tight ends. Who do you like?
1: Geno Smith. 325 yards last week. I think he could definitely pull it off. He's efficient with the quarterback or with the ball. Doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Uh, Seahawks side, as far as running backs go, plug in Rashad Penny as a flex. Um, DK Metcalf could be a wide receiver too. Tyler Lockett could also be a wide receiver too, flex. Not gonna guess who gets the ball on tight end land with those guys because it's either Big Montana, Will Disley, Colby Parkinson. It's never know a fan. That's the only thing you know. It's never know a fan. Um and then for the Lions, go Jamal Williams all day long. Do not if you won that, if you won him or if you drafted him, go plug him in. He is gonna get nothing but touches in this game. Craig Reynolds is a little caveat, probably for DFS plays, more or less. Um, Jared Goff, he's my start of the week. I'm going to hold tight on that one, even though his weapons are completely depleted. And then I'm going to say TJ Hawkinson and Josh Reynolds are good receiving options for this week. And
2: I like Craig Reynolds in PPR as a flex play a lot, actually, this week. But a lot of people, you should actually be okay and have something better in your flex. But in case of emergency... He's somebody I'd I like to play in a flex spot this week. Um, let's go to Titans at Colts. The Titans against fantasy quarterbacks, they are 27th. Against running backs, they're 28th. Against receivers, they're 28th. And tight ends, they're number nine. That was why I, I like Michael Pittman so much. Quarterback-wise, on the Colts, they're 15th. Running backs, they're 14th. Against receivers, they're 6th. And against tight ends, they're 30th. So what's some guys you like and don't like in that one?
1: Um, both the running backs, obviously, right? Um, as far as the quarterbacks go, I like Ryan a little bit more than Tannehill. Tannehill's been more mistake prone in the past couple games. I don't see that changing. Uh Pittman, like you said, Pity City, let's go all day with that. Another a guy to really look out for in that offense, Alec Pierce. He's really been coming on strong since he got back with the injury. I think he's I I mean, I touted it in the offseason. I thought he was just a miniature version or not a miniature, like an exact replica of Michael Pittman. So I think that, you know, you can't go wrong with that. He could probably be a good flex option. If you're really worried about it, let him score on your bench one more time and then put him in on the Titans side. I don't know about Robert Woods. Maybe you can help me out with this one, Commission. Do you trust Robert Woods or Traylon Burks? I don't feel like I trust Robert Woods as much as I might trust Traylon Burks to break out this week.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't really you know I don't really trust either of them, to be honest with you. This Colts defense, I think, is a little better than maybe what we thought. So I like the Colts D um going into this week. And uh, I don't really wouldn't trust either one of them, to be quite frank with you. I Let yeah. me put it this way. I'd put Craig Reynolds, just brought him up. i put him in a flex over either one of them.
1: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think that's a good point because they are both very shaky.
2: Yeah, so, again, with those shaky, you know, if you got that sh- kind of – if you're in that kind of zone, again, I'd be looking at maybe even streaming somebody this week. There are better options, I think, against – this. St- stout colt defense, which is starting to come to play. All right, let's go, on to some, let's go on to some guys that we don't like. We affectionately call them Flanders Flops. Calm down, diddly, 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 diddly. They did their best. Shoddly, Italy, Italy, diddly. Gotta be nice. Hostility, oh, diddly, diddly, diddly. Ah, oh, hell, diddly, ding-dong, ding, crap. Can't you morons
1: do anything right? Gucci flip-flops. Make a kick rock.
2: Side. The a all right, Justin, let's hear some guys that you don't like this week. You think are going to flop
1: Derek Carr. Crazy enough. Derek Carr. I don't think he's going to, he's going to pop this week. This Raiders offense needs to figure out a lot of stuff and they're not going against the defense that you want to be figuring out yeah, your offense against, you know, the Broncos defense, is pretty good all around. Um, and he's not really looking – he's looking Devontae Adams' way. He's just not connecting with him. Uh, CPAT is another guy. Um, call it crazy, I think that he's just going to be sporadic all season long, and I think this Browns defense is a lot better than it's ranking right now, especially against the defense, or against the run. Um, I'm looking for CPAT to not have his best day offensively this week. Christian Kirk, I said it before, you got three stout – Corners. You got three guys that have been a number one at some point in their career on that defense. I think he's going to have a hard time matching up with any three of those guys, and I think Trevor Lawrence might be in a tough day for himself. So I'm going to call Kirk my sit for the wide receiver. Tyler Higby, 0.8 points per game. Mm. That's what the 49ers are allowing the tight end. Mm. I'm going to sit Tyler Higby in this one. Preach. each and then Steelers Steelers defense um i think now without Mika Fitzpatrick if i'm correct he was in concussion protocol i don't know if he's officially been ruled out yet but without TJ Watt he had this defense has just been wow it's been a shell of itself you could tell that they were they're very much missing their leader so I think that the Jets will take advantage of this defense on Sunday.
2: You are so funny! I cannot believe! It. I cannot wait to find that game in particular. I'm going to be texting you about over the weekend. You're such a little, <laughs> Jets, you're such a little Jets fan! It's just so crazy. All right, let's go! Let's go uh, to my flops. For some reason, I didn't hit the ticker on them. Um, I got Carson Wentz at the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys have been pretty stingy against fantasy QBs, 11th so far this year. Um, Carson Wentz last week had one of those Carson Wentz-type weeks that might be messing with his head going into Dallas. I don't like the matchup for him. Miles Sanders, we've been talking about it all this, you know, all offseason, how Jalen Hurts kind of eats his touchdowns, um, you know, against Jacksonville's defense uh, against fantasy QB, or running back, excuse me, pretty decent. They're 15th against the fantasy running back, so I like their matchup. Against Miles Sanders this week. Allen Robinson, you know, again, whatever. Haven't heard much of him. I don't really know much of him. Like, I don't know what happened to him. But I know what I do know is the 49ers defense. Um, They are uh, number two against fantasy uh, receivers. So, I don't like the matchup for him at all. Zach Ertz against the Panthers. Um, The Panthers are eighth versus fantasy tight ends. So, I don't like the matchup. It's Again, it's at Carolina. Um again, we don't know what this weather is gonna be like over the weekend. I know it's kinda that uh it's lingering over there now. So we'll see how the weather is um over for that ball game. But um, you know, again, don't like the matchup regardless. And I know everyone loves that Bills defense, but I think it'd be foolish to play them against the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens this weekend. So I don't like them. I definitely would sit them this week. All right, let's go on and talk about the Commanders at Cowboys. We were just talking about that when we have the the Commanders side. They're 28th versus um, fantasy QBs. They're 15th versus running backs. 30th versus receivers. 18th versus tight ends. On the Cowboys side, they're 11th versus fantasy QBs, 10th versus running backs, 14th versus receivers, and 5th to tight ends. Who's some guys you like and don't like?
1: Uh, I like the Zeke. I like, I like Tony Pollard for sure. I think Zeke can poach a touchdown in this game because that commander's defense just is not good against running backs. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, CD Lamb. I mean, even though he had the muff of the, the week with that wide-open catch, he still made up for it. He still had eight catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. He still did pretty damn good. Um, I think that uh, he's going to have another great week in this one. Um, and then hopefully, you know, we see a Dak Prescott return soon, but I think that we're actually going to see Cooper Rush go 3-0 in this game. And I'm not going to start Cooper Rush, but he has been very reliable. and. I don't believe to this point he's allowed an interception. So looking at that, you're like, okay, solid quarterback. And if you're really depleted at the quarterback position, sure, go put him in because he might get you at least 15 points. On the commander side, Carson Wentz, this could be his get right game. You hope it's his get right game. That defense is really good though. I mean, it's it's opportunistic. They love to go after the quarterback. Um, I would keep him out of my top 12 this week, so he would be a sit for me. Um, Antonio Gibson, this is where I'm, like, shaky about it because I think that J.D. McKissick might have a better game than Antonio Gibson. So I I think I'd want to put J.D. McKissick in over Gibson because I think that they're going to be behind and need to throw the ball. And then Terry McLaren showed last week, showed up for the first time. And I think he's finally gonna, you know, get in a little groove here. I think it's gonna be a sign of future game, future good games to come. Um I'm gonna go with Terry McLaren. You can put him in your lineups, he's gonna be good. Jahan Dotson. I don't know, maybe if you need a desperation flex, he'd be pretty good. And then Curtis Samuel all day long, fifteen points, consistency count. Um he's easy for eight catches and like eighty yards.
2: Yeah, he's been the target monster so far for the commander. So he definitely is the play. Cardinals at the pan- Panthers, excuse me. The Cardinals are 25th versus fantasy QBs, 18th versus running backs, 16th versus receivers, dead last versus tight ends. The uh, Panthers are 10th versus fantasy QBs, 17th versus running backs, 20th versus receiver, and 8th versus tight end. Give me some guys you'd like and don't like.
1: Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if he plays, and then if he doesn't play, um, Donta Foreman, I think he's going to be the guy you're going to see get the most running back touches. If he doesn't play, Baker Mayfield, no way. Uh, Kyler Murray, I'll actually go with Kyler Murray in this game. I think that you know if they keep that uh, Panthers defense on the field a lot playing against Kyler Murray, he can do anything. He's a Houdini when, you know, there's tired defenses. We saw what he did with the Raiders. He pretty much did the Bo Jackson. We went up the field, back the field, up, up, back the field, and went in for the touchdown. So I think that, you know, Kyler Murray's a good play in this one. Marquise Brown showed that he could get 30 points without a touchdown last week. Uh, He's a good play this week. Uh, Zach Ertz could easily be um, a target hard this week as well. I don't like James Conner in this game. I just, I don't know what it is. James Conner has just rubbed me the wrong way this season. He's, I mean, I think it was the footballers that said that he hasn't had over a 30 yard game. If I was correct in that stat, might not be. Who knows? But, um, and then DJ, DJ, Moore, what's up? I just said, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, DJ Moore, I think you got to sit him until he proves you wrong. I don't know how you feel about that one commission, but he's been proving you wrong all year so far. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly. He's been making me eat that L all day yeah, long.
2: Yeah, I think he might. I think I'll be moving on, but I think he might. In this particular one, he may. Um, you know, again, we'll see how it plays out. But you know, I always feel like Kyler Murray is that guy. Could he? Any game, he could get that little offense like going. Um, And if it happens to be this one, they're going to have to throw to stay in it. Um, The Cardinals D is not like blockbuster, you know, running anybody over. So it could be in that DJ Moore and garbage time game. You know what I mean? Could be it. Could be, you know, the one you see. But, you know, again, we'll see how it plays out. Let's go on to the Broncos at the Raiders. Um, This is an interesting matchup for sure. The Broncos D, they are third versus fantasy QBs. They're second versus running backs. Number one versus receiver, 26 versus tight end. Pretty nasty indeed. The Raiders, they are 29th versus fantasy QBs, 30th versus running backs, 11th versus receivers, and 27th versus tight end. What say you
1: in this matchup? That sounds like it should be a Russell Wilson get right game, right? But wasn't that I supposed so. to be Seattle? <laughs> I, think is,
2: I think this is it. I'm going to call it this is the get right game. I think.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm going to go right with you. I'm going to say this is the game that him and Cortland Sutton go off. I think two touchdowns for Cortland Sutton in this game. Calling it right here on TSS Fantasy. I also think this is the game that Javante Williams gets right, too. I think they're, they're going to use him a lot. And, you know, I. It's been a struggle because it's literally been just about a 50-50 split with these two guys, touches-wise. And just when you think Javante's pulling out something that Melvin's not going to do, Melvin Gordon gets more receptions than Javante the next game. And you're just like, what the hell? Uh Now we're back to square one. But I think this is a get-right game for just about all the Broncos. The only guy I'm hesitating to start is um, Albert O, but that's just because consistency-wise he has not shown it. Right um so I mean Jerry Judy could be a low end flex, and everybody else, I'd put it in there just to see what happens. Like you said, this gotta be the get right game. On the flip side, it's gotta be the get right game for the winless Raiders, right? Like <laughs> what's going on there? Um uh, McDaniels has been showing his weak spots as a coach. I mean, one and eleven in the past couple. In his last tenure and this tenure, not looking good, bud. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs, man, I wish I could tell you to start Josh Jacobs as a running back too, all the time. He just there's games where he has sixty yards and nothing else, and then there's games where he has five receptions and sixty yards, and you know, he can pull it out. But every he doesn't week seem get
2: every week though he's in the, he's in at least top 15 so i i definitely i'm saying you definitely start dot jacobs
1: i see i don't know if that's is that true these yeah, in there every is. single so week so we we talk yeah
2: we brought him up every week on the. well you're not on the monday show so we bring it up on every monday show and how every week like he's up on the fancy leaderboard so
1: so see his stats are just you know they're not you know amazing at all and Right. You know, touchdown wise, they just don't give him the ball when he needs to get a touchdown. So it, it's always so if that's true, start him, but don't have high expectations for him. That's um, guy, Devontae that's Adams. Was that
2: the research you want to get when you're watching TSS?
1: If that's true, yeah. uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead start Adams.
2: him. De- Devontae
1: Adams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just looking up. Actually, Josh Jacobs was running back. 24 last week boom (laughs) but prior to that is
2: that ppr are you looking at standard
1: (laughs) (laughs) i always look up ppr what are you talking about that's that's the standard for tss But anyways, um, on to everything else. Devontae Adams, you got to start him because you paid for him. And Darren Waller is kind of the same way. You got to start him because you paid for him, even though he dropped two touchdowns last week. Uh, Like, what what are you uh, doing? uh, Um, Sit Derek Carr and Matt Collins is a name to look out for because even with Hunter Renfro, he was eating. So Matt Collins
2: Definitely look out for Matt Collins. I like him um, a lot, for sure, going forward. All right, unfortunately, I don't even have a pick this week. I don't even know why we're doing this, but just real quick, for you, let's do the homer picks. (laughs) (laughs) My My homer pick this week is Tua, for you, baby. Love you, man. All right, go ahead. Give me, tell me, Justin. What's your homer pick
1: this week? Oh man, I, I don't even know. Um, my, my, my this is how depressed I am as a 49er fan here. Uh, my homer pick is George Kittle. He finally, he had 90 uh 1% snap share last week, and they finally get him involved in the passing game a little bit more.
2: All right, way to, way to grab that superstar out of nowhere. All right, let's go yep. on to the last set of games. <laughs> the Patriots at the Packers. The Patriots defense, they're 26 versus fantasy QBs, fifth versus running backs, third versus receivers, and 29 versus the tight end. On the Packers side, they're 12 versus fantasy QBs, eighth versus running back, thirteenth versus receivers, and seventh versus the tight end. Give me some guys you like and don't like.
1: Uh, and you said it's the Packers-Patriots rights? Yes, sir. Okay, got it. Aaron Rodgers, sorry, I was looking at something else. Aaron Rodgers, like him in this game. Brian Hoarder, hate him in this game. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, I think that they're going to have to you know, figure something out with getting him some more touches after that big game last week. Uh, so look out for him. He's a guy that a lot of people have stashed away, so I think it's a good week to plug and play him. On uh, the receiver side, like Commissioner Cooper says, Devontae Parker only shows up for one game, so you can probably drop him after this <laughs> this week. Uh, I, I just – I don't know. I I don't like Brian Hoyer throwing any of these guys consistently. Maybe Jacoby Myers because he's back. Maybe, but that's it. Um, Packer side, like Alan Lazard, um, after last week, I'm willing to roll with Romeo Dubes as my flex. Even if I eat the L this week, I won't care. I just want to see if he can do it again. Um, somebody somebody to actually watch is maybe Big Bob Tunyon. Had six receptions last week, 37 yards. You know, we talked about PPR. That's 9-10 points for you.
2: Patriots That's all you 29, need. 29 versus fantasy tight end. So there you go.
1: That's all you need. And um Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon. This is one of those things where you're just like, who's going to do it this week? Who's going to do it this week? I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Gets more fantasy points this week, and A.J. Dillon is not a top 24 running back. So I will put it down. Aaron Jones is start. a start. A.J. Dillon is a sit. All right, you heard it here first. Let's move on to the Chiefs at the Bucks. Chiefs
2: are 24th versus fantasy QBs. Twenty-fifth versus running backs. They are eighteenth versus receivers. Twenty-fifth versus a tight end. Buckside, they're six versus QBs. Number one versus fantasy running backs. They are seventeenth versus receivers. And twenty second versus tight ends. What we like and don't like.
1: Tom Brady. I like Tom Brady in this game. I think that he has a bounce-back week. Um, reports are that Godwin is practicing, so maybe he shows up this weekend. Um, Evans is obviously back. And, you know, Julio. I haven't heard much from Julio on the practice reports. Have you?
2: Yeah, I heard that he was trending to play as well. So he might have all his weapons back, getting his swag back.
1: There you go. And that swagger is just 45 years of gloriness at this point. You know, this man is just unstoppable. And I think in fantasy, you're going to have another great week with Tom Brady. Um, As far as the Chiefs go, you can't ever bench Mahomes. Not unless you have Josh Allen or somebody else that is a little bit better, I guess. Um, uh, Receiver-wise, I don't know if I trust too many of these guys. Um, at this point, I mean, I I would play C E H just because C E H has seemingly done it. I mean, when he still get 15 points last week and he didn't even rush for a full yard, he just got it all passing. So yeah, that's what he's been doing all season long. He's been just been getting all these passing yards that we never thought he was going to get. Um, so start C E H. Uh, maybe even you know you could flex like another running back, Jarek McKinnon. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. No explanation needed and then if you need to start a wide receiver maybe
2: <laughs> yeah good luck I, I'd look elsewhere for that one all right let's move on to the uh, Monday night game with our Niner insider the Rams versus the Niners The Rams defensively 22nd versus fantasy QBs Third versus running backs, thirty-first versus receiver, and second versus tight ends on the 49ers side. They are number two versus fantasy QBs, eleven versus running backs, second versus receiver, and first versus tight end. What say you guys? You like and don't like?
1: Oh, so the 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 first and the second in tight end. That's uh-huh. that's great How about that. That's amazing, right there. Look at that. That's the power of having Bobby Wagner on your team. Just such a great cover cover linebacker. Uh, so, like I said, I like George Kittle. Um, Debo always – one thing that Debo takes to heart is that the Rams dissed him three years or two years ago, and he has never gotten over it, and he always has good games against the Rams. So, yes, I am starting Debo Samuel. I am not starting Brandon Ayuk. Um and that's because I have not seen Brandon Ayuk gel to the level that he needs to for me to start him. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, no, that's that's an easy no. You should, if you're starting Jimmy Garoppolo, you have far worse problems, my friend. Um, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. So this is where I struggle because, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. I've said it a couple of times. I like him as a running back. But they usually give the goal line touches to somebody like Debo. Um, I think Jeff has a good game. I just don't know if it's going to be a top 15 game at running back. So I would say start him, but maybe start him as like a flex instead of an RB2. And then on the other side, uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, no, don't go with him. Uh, Cooper Cup, you can go with him. But Matthew Stafford, I could see him throwing easily a couple picks this game. This secondary is not what it was last year. It's a lot better. Uh, Cooper Cup is obviously a start because he can turn anything into gold. Allen Robinson, I'd sit him this week. Uh, Higby, I've already said I'd sit him this week, and I don't want to pick between Akers and Henderson on who to sit and who to start. So I'm just going to say sit them both until somebody figures out who's going to be the lead dog in this lineup.
2: I think it's a pick your poison, like, you, know, you know, almost an AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones type situation there, too. Um, so it's kind of, but I do like the way acres is trending, though, in that. So, all right. Yeah. Well, we've reached the end of our breakdown. We got one last little segment to do. Yeah, I can't believe we made it through there.
0: Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
2: All right. Well, we got one <laughs> last segment to do, though. It's time for our ultimate DFS lineup. I'm ready for my ultimate DFS lineup. Right. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's warrior
2: time. I can't, even, I can't even do it for more than five seconds. All right. Here's my ultimate DFS lineup. All right. So I got, I got like, I liked what you said earlier with Jared Goff. This is, before, Brown, but he is a good value this week. Um, no, all jokes aside against the defense. So I do like Jerry. Yeah. This week.
1: <laughs> After paint, you've just, you've just got to do it more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you God. know what? You, you look like you belong in the Legion of doom. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: just wait, your, your picture's coming up next. All right. So we got Nick Chubb. I, I like to play up for Nick Chubb this week. Um, I like the matchup against the Falcons. Um, again, they're horrific against fantasy running backs. And Nick Chubbs, uh, one of the best this year. Khalil Herbert comes in at a good value. I'm sure that's gone up a little bit with the David Montgomery news starting to come out a little bit more about him being out. So that value may be going up, unfortunately. So um, when we got him, when we did it, it was still kind of up in the air if David Montgomery was going to play. So it got him at a good value there. C.D. Lamb's a good value, I think, this week um, as well against the Commanders. Talked about the, how um, their defense not being all that great d j Moore bringing him up earlier. that's why I like the play this week. You know he could be a decent um you <laughs> and Romeo Dobbs, like you said you you know you want to roll the dice on a receiver. I like the way he's getting targeted um you know he talked about him in the off season, so I do like him. And I went with George Kittle as the flex option this week because he can do the tight ends and Kyle Pitts. So I wanted the, uh, Kittle and Pitts as my tight end and flex. And again, I love that Steelers matchup against the Jets. I just can't believe you're not know, loving that. All right, let's see Justin in his DFS lineup or paint. There he,
0: is. <laughs>
2: there he goes. All right, Justin, what say you talk about your ultimate DFS lineup?
1: So yours looks super badass because you look like road warrior commish over there. I'm looking like I'm going to like a masquerade ball or some bullshit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you're spiking the, the drinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I like the commish, have good taste in quarterback and want Jared Goff. I spent all my money on Saquon Barkley because this is – I actually spent most of my money in just that matchup. Saquon Barkley and Khalil Herbert, like like Kamish said, Khalil Herbert's now the official guy, so his value is going up in DFS. Um, But Saquon Barkley at $8,000, that's an easy steal for me. I think that the offense is going to be completely running through him this weekend. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I like the matchup against, you know, the Tennessee Titans. You said it, commissioned Titans are not necessarily the best when it comes to wide receivers. Caleb Farley is yeah, – he's, he's, he's a smo. He's a guy who went in the first round and does not very – he's not very good at corner. Um, Cortland Sutton, we talked – I talked about it. I think this is a two-touchdown day. Let's manifest it now, Jesus, fantasy. Jesus, <laughs> let's manifest this. Two touchdowns, Cortland Sutton. Um, then Deontay Johnson, you got to have that guy who's just going to always bring the points. Uh, that's what Deontay is to my team. I, like you, with the double tight end at Freermuth and Conklin. <clears throat> I think Freermuth can take advantage of uh, this Jets secondary. That, I mean, I, I know I, I bleed gangrene at this point, but I still am a realistic person. It's not very good. So I think Freermuth can easily – Get Find himself in the end zone, which is a boost at the tight end or the flex position. And then Conklin on the other side. Tyler Conklin last week, eight receptions, 84 yards. That's 16 points in fantasy right there. You know where he is right now in all of fantasy? Tight end four. That's right. The guy I've been telling you to go pick up on the waiver wire is tight end four. Wow. Boom. And then the 49ers defense. I mean, Come on, that's just super cheap for the best defense in football.
2: Yeah, I mean, a tough matchup though against the Rams, but yeah, I I, I like it. it. It's, a, it's a good good value. All right, well, again, we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Sunday. We'll be at regular time. We'll be six a.m. Thankfully, we'll be at eight a.m. We got Fantasy Jesus. will be here to bless us with some good values for DFS. We'll be bringing in it. <laughs> And uh, Mikey Betts, he's he's actually been on fire on our show, so um, lots of good stuff there. Also, Brian will be bringing his stuff from the injured list. And, of course, all of our great antics as well. You won't want to miss it. It'd be lots of great fun. We got an early game on Sunday with the London game, so you're going to be up early. Might as well wake up an hour earlier, get ready with us. We'll get you all prepped up for the London game. <laughs> Have a spot of tea, and it'll be on. All right, guys, we appreciate you, and we are out. We're on a mission.
0: We're on a mission. We right. right. We're on a mission. Okay. We're on a mission, a mission, you got? Yeah! That's what it is!